welcome, 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 podcast listeners. It is episode number 263 of the Fret Talk Podcast. You are joined by me, your host, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. You are joined by Lee Padabadabadadoo. It's been a while, Lee. It's been a while. Hi, Fred Talk. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> oh, dear. It's, it's, Hello, people. It's going to be one of those, isn't it? It's going to be one of those. Right. It's always one of those. How you been, anyway? It's been, it's been about probably about three, four weeks since you were last yeah. on. Yes, it has been. I've missed you all dearly. Indeed. Um, yeah, I, I've just been really, really busy. Um and being an hour's difference doesn't sound like a lot, but if everyone else is running just a little bit late, it makes it really late here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Look, because we, we tend to start recording kind of the the early parts of like the evening where you'd be, go, be going, hmm, now's time to kind of settle down and this is the time where you 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 kind of on the sofa just relaxing unwinding but if you then like push that an hour ahead you're then starting to think of oh it could be could be time to go to bed now yeah well um and these things like, they last an hour really as well don't they in, yeah well more than that they're, they're just the recordings an hour isn't it but then we chat shit for about half an hour beforehand no, and then hang around afterwards while we're all doing our audio and stuff and just like oh listen to this new riff <laughs> indeed so yeah it, it does take it does eat into that bit where it doesn't leave you anything afterwards yeah you know so yeah and also my, my little ones have been unwell and they're still unwell but you know we've got daddy got duties to perform <laughs> daddy's got a podcast to do <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> oh man indeed so tell us what you've been up to lee because you've, you've been a busy boy been a busy busy boy um i've not really much i can really talk too much about uh because there's a lot of things going on behind the scenes but um one of the things that i've been uh doing is i've had a couple of pedals drop and one of the pedals that, uh that dropped was the surgeon by matthews effects and Ooh. um yeah so for those it's... for those people who don't know what the surgeon is do you want to give us a little bit of a rundown of what it is what it does well you know these mega delays that have been coming out sure like like the uh dl4 okay Mark yeah two. and you know at the beginning of the year mainly that we had a shit ton of delays uh just drop on you know from everyone well they're all quite big and matthew's effects uh has been making the surgeon for a while i think this is like the third iteration of it but Mm-hmm. It's kind of like it's punching well above its weight. It's uh, got a lot of different um, delay types in it. We have spoke about it before. Um, you can see on yeah. the side, it's got like MIDI and it's got USB-C port, it's got an expression in and stuff like that. And, but everything else is top mounted. Um, um, yeah, you've got four different modes on the face of it. So this knob here. Well, I'm turning my thumb here. Um, it's you've got an EQ mode, a mod mode, an AF mode, and a dual mode. And mm. uh, what happens is uh, they're taking like um, a certain parameter or a certain wedge of the knob. So the more you dial it round, the more that effect changes. So, for instance, the mod, which is the analog delay mode, yeah, uh, when you first kick it in it's just an analog delay and as you dial it more around 
on the analog delay or the mod delay um, segment, it dials in more modulation until it's like really wibbly wobbly at the top. Yeah. Uh, the AF is like a, an automatic filter. So as you dial that round, the filter becomes more prominent. Uh, and dual is obviously dual delay as well. And I, I think the second delay becomes more prominent as you dial that more in. Cool. Yeah. You've got uh, another control on here that says M. I don't know what that does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So before you do a demo on this one, might be worth uh, reading the manual just to, to be up on yeah. that one. What's really cool though is look at the uh, CD two foot switches that you can see there. Oh yeah, they're offset. Yeah, so the and one that one's does... bigger as well, like taller. Yeah, exactly. So the one that does the um, the presets because you've got four different presets on here. You can tap it or you can hold it to go into uh, into tap tempo. Um, is set higher than the bypass. And yeah. they're at an angle. So the bypass one is down towards the bottom of the pedal. And sounds like that. <laughs> <laughs> and the the other one is like, you know, it's a thumbs bit apart from that and it's angled. So it's at the other side of the pedal, it's to the right of the pedal, whereas the bypass is to the left of the pedal. It's a thumbs width higher, and then it's actually higher than the knobs of the pedal it's really hard to explain yeah, it's, a, it's a taller switch isn't it so you've got yeah if you if you broke the pedal down into kind of six quadrants your <laughs> your first foot switch would be at the bottom left the the bypass one would be bottom left and then have a look at a picture yeah yeah do that yeah. do that yeah i'll tell you what the artwork on it's wicked i know cool yeah it's... It, does, it looks like a distortion not a bloody delay it does yeah yeah that's what I was wondering what like what it was when you first showed me. Mm. I know we've talked about it, but we talk about so many pedals. Can you see that the, I don't know if you can see the quality, but it's, no. um, it's got that sort of um, case where, come back here, where the bottom bit's like that and the top bit's like that, and they screw into each other a bit like, oh, like two U-shapes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, and then you've got... So, you know, it's all bespoke made cases and stuff like this. It's really nice, really, really good quality. But, you know, we, I, I play a lot of pedals, a lot of delays, and sometimes you plug pedals in and, yeah, they're all right. I had another one um, that I was playing this week. I plugged it in and I'm like, I'm going to have to play with this some more uh, just to kind of like get my head around it, fall in love with it maybe. Um, this one, I fell in love with straight away. I was like, oh, oh, this is nice. Yeah. Yeah, this... Yeah. You get those pedals where, like, the moment you plug it in and you you ring out your first chord on it, you just instantly know that it's a good one. Mm. That's a uh, yeah. good old carbon copy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Yeah, we all love the carbon copy. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I think Rick Rick Matthews did a, a really great job of dialing in the uh, default presets on here as well because you're just going through them and you know it's really quite nice what i found that was interesting was with the presets is whatever you've set the uh pulse to which is actually the delay time when you go between the presets uh that stays yeah it keeps it standard that's really cool yeah because normally it will change to the whatever yeah whatever log preset you, yeah <laughs> okay yeah. that's that's but pretty it, cool it, it threw me off though because i had this like uh not quite slapback, but it was like a bang bang. Yeah, yeah. Delay because I was I was uh, playing a certain riff and I was trying to 
the shifter goes something like that, a bit musy. Um, and I was just playing the first note, letting it do the second note, just seeing how it handled it, uh, which it did really, really well. Um, and then I went to another mode. No, I went to another preset, and I was like, oh, this is a bit reverby. And I didn't <laughs> realize that it had held the time pre from the previous one. So I had to go back through and uh, play with it a little bit. But yeah, I, I, I like it a lot. Um, will it replace the DL2? I mean, yes. if it had a looper in it, it might. <laughs> okay. Uh, there is some stuff on the DL2 that I really love, um, which is like the glitch delays and that sort of thing. Now, I don't know if this has got that in it because you can access more of this pedal when you plug it in to your computer. There's things that you can do to it, uh, and there's many more settings you can um, adjust. I personally don't like that, doing that. I don't like uh, plugging a pedal into a computer and changing all the parameters, and then what it says on the face of the pedal yeah, isn't it doesn't what match it actually up. does. Yeah, exactly. But, 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 uh, it might, it might, because I could always put that on a looper onto my pedal. I've got, I've got a good looper. So, yeah, um, I like that a lot. Good. I've been playing with that a bit today. I've been setting up my, uh, my old camera setup. If I'm trying to move my cameras up to 4K, whoop, whoop. Are you still using the uh, GH2 then, or have you got something new? No, no, I, um, I've got the GH2, but that's doing the um, is that the side cam? The pedals, that's doing the pedal boards now. No, no, the side cam was the GoPro. That's why it looks shit. Uh, oh, is it? Are you using your your mobile as the front camera? Okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, I am um, because yeah. I got a new mobile. Uh, it's got a, a better camera than my actual camera. Yeah, there's there's no absolutely no shame in it. If it's if it's running 4K and it's doing a better job, I mean, you saw the quality of it. It looks great, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah so yeah, but, you know, I mean, why not? It's um, yeah. Why the hell not? Yeah, I've I've used um I've used my phone cam. I've used the front facing phone cam um, on some of the videos that I've done on uh, pedal boards of doom as well. Like where I've done the um the hx stomp uh like tone videos and i've got like the the screen recording going on and i've got like a little quarter of the screen with me playing that's that's my phone phone cam <laughs> yeah why not makes sense but it's it's easier to set that up than it is to set up a full camera and you're getting a quarter of a screen on it <laughs> yeah yeah i i'm fully in, uh, intending like to get like uh, a bunch of 4k cameras and just you know set everything up properly yeah 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 I'm, I'm, that's on on my list of things to do as well is upgrade to 4k <laughs> don't want yeah. to don't want to I mean, we're not going to put 4k videos out but i don't know if you know the listener would would know that when you shoot in 4k and then you render it down to 1080 it looks much better than 1080 yeah yeah, you you like compressing the quality of 4K into the space of 1080, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But you can also get uh, because there's well, it's more pixels basically. 
you can miss mess around with it so our editors can take it and they can mess around with it to make it look like there's more angles yes yeah which is yeah super cool yeah without losing I, any of the quality yeah because i do log uh zoom effects on on my videos when i do editing but there's only a certain amount you can zoom in with the with the camera before you start seeing the kind of the graininess mm. you can do you can like zoom in maybe like an extra 20% and then you you kind of pushing it a little bit but with 4k yeah. you could because it's uh like one quarter of 4k's 1080 you could zoom in like that kind of 75% zoom and still have the quality that you'd get with a 1080 um, video. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh, man. So what's been going on in the world of budget pedals? In the world of budget pedals? I mean, in the actual world of budget pedals, not, not a great deal. I don't think a lot has been released. However, in the world of budget pedal chip, since last week, I think we, uh, we released the Clon video on Pedal Boards of Doom last week. Yes, I want that pedal. Which it's <laughs> it's it's doing very well. I mean, you can't have it; it's mine. But <laughs> them's the brakes, Lee. Uh, yeah, the the video is doing really well, and it's like really well received. Uh, we've tried our hand at doing a few YouTube reels this week as well. We've put a few of those out. Uh, <laughs> Lee's looking confused as if he did not know that that happened. Um, no, it's, uh, you would not be wrong. <laughs> so like i found out you could make like clips of videos that you've already put out so i put a little teaser based on the clon um on the like the john mayer where i've stacked it stacked the clon with another pedal and i've got people to guess what pedal i'm stacking with someone got it right so well done to them but yeah it's uh <laughs> it's doing well and it's a nice little kind of teaser thing because I think a lot of the whole, like Facebook and Instagram and YouTube, they're pushing these kind of short form videos, almost like a resurgence of what was Vine 10 years ago or <laughs> however long it was. But that's what that was, wasn't it? It was like, what, like a maximum of like seven seconds or something in a video. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's probably why it didn't take off so well because it put these limits on. But that's that's exactly what reels are and what TikTok is and what. Um, yeah, but they don't. It's not seven seconds, is it? No, it's not. It's not that short. But I think the the reels on YouTube are fifteen seconds. And that's it. That's all you get. Oh, I really? Yeah, I didn't realize. Yeah, but so we've been dipping our toe into that. No, but... no, there can't be more than that because I watched a guy swim a really, really, really long swimming pool earlier. And that was definitely longer than fifteen seconds. I can tell you what I've what I've experienced on the editor. It gives you fifteen seconds to play with. Um, mm. But e- either and way, let's not get into it the. Is, it is porting um, reels in from other platforms such as Instagram and TikTok. I've, I've like I've gone to click on the comments of some of the reels on Facebook, and it said, "Oh, you'll have to sign into Instagram and so on and so forth." So maybe they're different on them, and they're letting them import. Then they're importing them from there. No, on like, like I say, on YouTube itself. Um, oh, YouTube! I think you meant Facebook. Sorry. No, no. On YouTube, it gives you the the option of fifteen seconds. 
Um, Facebook and Instagram are, are slightly different. I think they've got their own rules. I think there's a under a minute, aren't they, for their kind of quote unquote shorts? It's not mm. the same thing, but like it's it's all kind of pushing towards the same same market where everyone is trying to compete with TikTok essentially, which <laughs> is essentially what Vine was <laughs> ten years ago. Well, there we go. We've we've dipped our toe into that without having to go onto TikTok because I would feel like a massively old, old man if I tried to do TikTok. It's just... Mate, I I was in my Swedish class yesterday. I was the second, no, third oldest person there. Nice. I I felt super old. (laughs) Cool. I didn't look like the third oldest person there, but I was. (laughs) I mean, at least that's something to like a, a take home from that one is that you didn't look like the third oldest. Yes, yeah. Yes. One of my mates said he because we were all talking like trying to say our ages and stuff in Swedish, and when he said um, how old he was, so I turned around. And I was like, "Yeah, have you got this angry. wrong?" <laughs> yeah. Okay. Is his pronunciation correct? I mean, he has so much grey hair, and I was just like, <laughs> "What?" what? What? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we've, we've done that. And literally today, on the day of this recording, um, dropped the one of the few um, videos that me and Josh recorded, which was the 10-minute yes. challenge. So you've seen this with virgin eyes, haven't you? Because I've seen it many, many times over, like editing the thing and like going over it for quality checks and whatnot. It's been a long time since my eyes belong to a virgin. Um, <laughs> I ripped them out of her skull. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, no, it was good. I really enjoyed it. I learned, I, I found myself really interested all the way through. Like, um, it, I've played with both, both pedals, but to see you guys, um, learning about them and i'm completely with you when i saw that the you know i knew that the switches were knobs but when you actually sit there and you you actually feel them and you start playing with them it's kind of like what why doesn't everyone do this yeah it's (laughs) it's it's an obvious one but it's a like this this could easily be uh implemented across the board say like if you had a stomp box that instead of having like potentiometers had a button that you pressed on the front and then you turned the switch to adjust that parameter and you've got no worries about like knocking things when you when you're like playing live yeah yeah absolutely uh, it's a similar kind of um thing to the mesh switch isn't it from tc yeah 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 they've yeah but the um no, the stomp's got, got everyone using that as well yeah so the the hx stomp's got um like interactive foot switches where you you can touch on the switch but not press them down and then that off, offers another um yeah. another option yeah you can use it to assign like assign a, f- a foot switch to switch on multiple pedals at once mm-hmm. so you could do like you could have like your standard clean tone and then you could have foot switch one sticks on like drive pedal and a delay and then foot switch two takes off the delay, sticks on a reverb and adds a boost pedal. And then you've got like a workable rig there. 
So I'm guessing that's like conductive, like using touchscreen kind of technology. Yeah, possibly. Um, yeah. So it doesn't change that when you're you, when you're when you're playing your pedal and you touch it with your shoes or something like that. But if you're playing it barefoot, then you get everything you deserve, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we've we've ragged on uh, people who play barefoot and the foot switch toppers enough. Yeah, you don't see so many foot switch toppers on on the stomp or the the cortex. And what was the outcome of that? Oh, overwhelmingly that foot switch toppers need to get in the bin. <laughs> really? Yeah, overwhelmingly. Because we were uh, we were going to release some pedalboard steam ones, but uh, I guess maybe we won't now. <laughs> I mean, like the branded ones are kind of kind of cool, just as a as a novelty. But to have them on your like on all of your pedals on your um, pedal board is it's just a it's a no go. But we've talked about that before anyway. So the, the, one of the chaps who commented on there, I don't know if you you know him. His name is Damien Light. Okay. Um, he's an amputee. Yeah. And that's why he needs the. Uh, that's why he needs the uh, toppers, so he he can actually play them. Play the pedals without them. Yeah, and that like that makes sense. Like if you've got like legitimate reason to use them, absolutely. I'm not. I'm not here trying to take stuff away from people that need mm. it, but <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not that guy. But for the majority of us, like you, you don't really need a foot switch stopper. But like I say, we've we've done that. We've done that discussion. That has happened about three podcasts ago. So if you wanna, <laughs> if you wanna hear how that one went, then listen, listen back through our back catalogue. Um, but this one, yeah. So we've got the the ten minute challenge where both me and Josh made a um, a preset on. R1. So I, I made a, a quad cortex um, patch. Josh made a HX stomp patch. And <laughs> the fuck are you doing, Lee? The fuck are you doing? Just the fuck. Um, yeah. So if if you like the patches that we're uh, like, that we made, they are available. They are available on the video. So if you watch the video, go into the description. You can download those patches. Alternatively, because they took them just about ten minutes to make, you could make your own in that time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but the video—the video doesn't go through the entire process. You'd have to go on the secret videos that are available, also in the description of the video. Yes, the secret videos that they advertise during the video. <laughs> we do. <laughs> we do. I don't think we. They call them bonus videos. Yeah, I don't the think we. Videos. Yeah, but they are the secret ones because you can't find them. They're on listed I mean, videos, so they're secrets. They're like Easter see. eggs. Okay. Okay. But you know that doesn't show up, though. It doesn't show up on our watch uh, time and stuff No, it like doesn't. That. No, it doesn't at all. But I'd already done the editing for those videos, yeah. and I used about four minutes' worth of the footage. So you're damn right I'm going to upload them and let people watch them. It's a little, a little bit of giving back. Yeah. <laughs> giving something back. I think that yeah, look, those videos they're quite quite fun to watch anyway. But I I didn't think that they would do so well as standalone videos on our channel because I don't think like the the broad audience would see those videos and 
necessarily um, watch to the end, but there were there were some hardcore viewers who watched that and be really interested in it. And the so people... today's poll is: Are you a broad viewer or a hardcore viewer? Indeed, answers it's, on it's, postcards. It's not at all. It's not at all. <laughs> um, but there we go. So we've done that. What else have I done this week? I have done the Moor Rumble Drive. The oh. no talk or tone. Uh, Mister Joe plays riffs on Instagram. Everything Joseph as he used to be. Uh, he sold me a bunch of uh, a bunch of pedals at a really good price, and this was one of them. Um, and because of the demon effect stuff that I've had coming through recently, I've, I've had to put it off and put it off and put it off. Exactly. Um, so the the rumble drive, there's a bit of controversy uh, behind it. Controversy is probably not the right word, but a bit of confusion. Um, some people seem to think that it is based on the Zen Drive by Herminda or Hermida, sorry. Um, some people think it's kind of Timmy based. Some people think it is Dumble based. But the it's... Zen Drive is the Timmy. They're not the same pedal. No, but they are. It is, if I remember rightly, the Zen Drive is a clone of the Timmy. Well, there you go. <laughs> so that's that's why there's. There's blurred lines with this pedal. Um, however, I'm not so um, so okay with the Zen Drive. I've got a few Timmy inspired pedals, but I haven't played the the Paul Cochran Timmy. So it's really difficult for me to to say whether it is or isn't. However, it's a light gain overdrive, like light to mid gain overdrive. And that's my wheelhouse. So I had a bit of fun with it. You know, hang on a minute. I'm hanging. I'm hanging. I wish I was hanging. Cheer. <laughs> I bought me some um, some Corona today. Like the beer, not the not the um, <laughs> world-ending pandemic virus. <laughs> Right. Okay. Okay. I just I was just like, hang on a minute. Analog Alien have got a pedal called the Rumble Rumble Drive, but it's not. It's the Rumble C. I was just like, but because you said Rumble Drive, I was like, that's all I could think of in my head. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. You've mentioned the Rumble C before. Um, and brilliant pedal. Really, really, really fucking good pedal. These were released. I think it says two thousand and fourteen. The um, more Rumble Drive. I think that's when, I think that's when the Rumble seat came out. Well, there you go. There's there's definitely a video here from 2014. No, no, 2013. There's one as well. Oh, well, there you go. Take yeah. that, Moor. Maybe it's uh, their version of the Rumble seat. I doubt it. The Rumble seat is uh, three pedals in one. It's a drive, which is the. Um, bucket seat drive uh that you've got the delay in it and you've got a reverb in it so it's not that yeah well if if they're trying to do that then they've done it really badly <laughs> <laughs> they've not done a really good job at all yeah but there you go it's it's well worth a listen have a like have a watch of that because it'll be out by the time that this is out and drop in the comments if you if you are 
where like if you if you're quite familiar with the, the Zen Drive or the Timmy or or Dumber lamps, <laughs> not that many people are. But if you are um, if you're familiar with those kind of tones, drop in the comments which one you think it is because I'm I'm undecided. Undecided. Is it is it like four knobs? Uh, uh, four knobs and a, and a two way switch. No, no two way switch. Four knobs. Okay. Hang on. Is Timmy got a switch. I can't remember. No, 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 no. No, I'm thinking the OCD, aren't I? Four knobs and a two way switch. You are. There we go. I've got some light now. Ta da! Uh, right. So, whilst Lee does a bit of googling, we're gonna do a hot take. Hot take. That's our new uh, hot take hot jingle. Take. Uh, right, so last week's hot take was Nam has had its day. And. Well, Timmy does have a switch. Does he? Yeah. Well, then it's not a Timmy clone. That's a bad one. <laughs> Maybe. But Tim, the original Tim, yeah. didn't have a switch, but it did have a boost on it, so bypassing the boost. Okay. Right. Yeah, I knew it had a switch. Got me questioning myself. We're on. <laughs> uh, we're on to the next bit now, Lee. Um, so we're talking. Right, it says forty-six percent were pro Nam. We're saying it's still relevant. It is still as relevant today as the day it was conceived. And then fifty-three percent. Because Facebook can't do maths again, <laughs> said, <laughs> "Oh, Mama just killed a nam." Was the uh, was the option? Put a pun against his head. Indeed, we I couldn't resist. I couldn't resist. So yeah, so it was the closest of margins, but 50, I'm going to say fifty four percent because. Um, it should be that. That's how percent works. So fifty-four percent said no, basically. So Nam next year is not allowed. <laughs> um, yeah, interesting. Interesting. Indeed. I really, really do want to go to Nam. Indeed. But yeah, by by the time that we get to go to it, it'll probably be a lot cheaper. <laughs> it'll be like four exhibitors yeah. in a car park. Uh, right. So this week's hot take is. Limited runs from big companies, and this is pedals. I think this is look aimed at pedals. Limited runs from big companies are irresponsible. Why would you say that? Why would I say it? I think I would. <laughs> um, what I mean, there are there are reasons to argue for it, isn't there? Um, so I'm thinking of um, examples. Throughout time, so we've got the Bill Finnegan Clarny clone, the clone clone. Yeah. That's that but was that was limited. No, it wasn't. It was he made them at the speed that he could make them because he was a bit like Analog Man because he he was just making them and selling them as he made them. So it wasn't like he said, "Okay, I'm going to make a hundred of these." Yep. Cut first, come first, serve. So that that. That's not what we're talking about, really, is it? Yeah. Um, yes and no. Like he he could up production of it, uh, but I know what you mean. Like the actual uh, question, like imposes more of a we are making five hundred of these, and then that that's it. That's all done. 
Yeah. Um, that, so, for example, uh, the Chase Bliss Fuzz Factory thing. Yep. That was a, a good example. Yep. Um, do you remember what they did to counter it? They made more, didn't they? Yeah. They were like, right, okay, screw yeah. you guys. We're actually going to make more and make it so the scalpers. Um, yeah. Basically, yeah, basically. can't can't make any money. So the the, re- yeah. the reason why we hate on this is because of basically the way that the um, the guitar playing public, who are a bit kind of money grabby, react to it. They'll buy up these limited edition pedals and then try and sell them on for like massive massive profits. So the you you find it all of the time with the prince of tone, sorry prince of tone, king of tone even though they're not a limited run they they take a long time to get one yeah and that, that is a case that you know mike really needs to take on more stuff um but also because the components that he makes them with because he he's very very careful with what he makes them with and he wants to keep them as good as they were when he first started making them so you can see how that progress has grown it's kind of like when he first started making them and they were really great he had no idea that they were going to be as popular as they are but now he wants to keep them consistent yeah. he's like well the only way i can do that is by you know doing it if i if i if he took on a big team like the size of boss or something like that yeah it well he'd just blow all the possible parts in a period of a couple of months yeah so that but it's it's again it Mind you, they're not necessarily a big company. The the question says big company. So let's focus it on Boss because mm. they did yep. it, didn't they? They did it. They did the solar uh, tone bender. Yeah, and that's that is a case of kind of what we said there. We've uh, and it did have the effect. So with the the tone bender, uh, the solar sound tone bender, which I've actually got, I bought one. Yeah, um, and it is in the box, but I'm not this. Yeah, you didn't buy you didn't buy it with the um with the foresight to say, okay, in twelve months' time I'm now gonna sell this and I'm gonna sell it for a profit. Because you've I mean, had it most longer of them than that. It's not even twelve months' time, is it? Most of them are like almost like the next day. Yeah. Some yeah. people list them before they even arrive. So I mean we've we've got that going on currently with the uh JHS red cup boost or whatever it's called, the solo the, boost. Solo boost, which is the one with the red cup on it. Um they were a limited run. They've sold out. People have bought them and that are now listing them for three fifty, four hundred dollars. They sold so, for ninety nine dollars. Yeah. Uh, now with the the, the TB two W, it was a case of boss turning around and saying, "We've never done this before. They haven't done it since either." But it's a case of we want to make this pedal, but we are not going to be dealing in and make, getting germanium parts because they're, they're just so hard to come by. They're not made anymore. So we'll make this, but it will be a limited run, and we're going to do it. You can kind of understand, like you you made this point earlier, if it's to do with components and it's a difficult to get part, then you can kind of understand it. But yeah, I mean, something cause... like a boost is... You know, even if it's a FET, you know, there are a lot of FETs out there. You know, I, I know this has a FET and an op-amp thing in there, but if if that if you're thinking, okay, that FET's going to be hard to find, use another one. Yeah, but... There's a lot that sound great. Likewise, if the transistors that you're using in this tone bender 
circuit are difficult to source, use some different ones. There are plenty, plenty of transistors out there that sound great. But not germanium ones that will make it sound like the pedal it was trying to emulate. I mean, if you try hard enough. Like, because <laughs> Bill Finnegan has openly admitted that the certain um, diodes that he used in the clon, the unicorn piss diodes, <laughs> are they're becoming so scarce that he's had to switch his supply to a different diode and he's reworked the circuit to make it sound exactly the same with the new diodes as it was with the old ones. Well, so he says, yeah. Yeah, I, I've got no doubts in that. I, I imagine it probably will be. Well, he says it's exactly the same, but, you know, I, I've AUB'd uh, Clon and the KTR, and there are, is some differences, so... But they, those two would have had the same diodes anyway. Yeah, exactly. And there's still differences. So yeah, if he's so... going to change those <laughs> so... diodes... <laughs> but this is this is kind of nullifying the argument that the diodes actually make jack shit difference. Because that's <laughs> yeah, true. Because if, um, if they like, if you're playing the same ones and and the two circuits, which are apparently identical copies, sound different anyway, then component to him, yeah, yeah apparently I, component I variance is is enough that you're not getting that consistency anyway. I think that's that's where it comes down to with them, yeah. But ba- back onto the point of the responsibility, I. I think this is something to do with why Chase Bliss have decided to like go direct sales. Yeah. Because then they can stop people from um yeah, like from buying three, scalping. four, five, yeah, exactly. And just sell them off for a shit ton of pet money. Um and good to them. And do you know what? They have openly turned around uh, and said, We don't like this, so we're not gonna do it. You know, yeah. we're going to try and get a, get a handle on this. So they are taking responsibility and they apologise for it. And they went and made a bunch more of the, the, the Bliss factory, which I still absolutely gag for. I really, really want one of them. Yeah, um, I mean, the, but the, the limited uh, limited run of the... I mean, they've, they've done their bit to kind of counteract that. But the... Um, the argument is that the problem isn't there, isn't the the fault of the the manufacturers solely, but it's the fact that we've got people who are willing to do, like willing to buy up a bunch of them to to try and earn a tidy little buck. Yeah, and I I think there's there's some mental health issues coming into it as well. Some people will literally buy anything that a company puts out, even if it is a one knob boost. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there's a brand loyalty thing, isn't there? I mean, you could argue that with the um, the tone bender from Boss as well. The fact that Mm. you could you can buy like you can go out there and look uh, without much um, much effort, you could find a boutique manufacturer who is making a um, an accurate clone of a, a tone bender, you could get that. You could get that and look all day, every day. Like if you're in the UK, the US, Europe, whatever, you could find someone who's close enough to you who's doing that. 
But the fact that Boss have done it, and Boss have got this um, almost mystique behind them, that there are people who will buy anything that's got Boss written on it, that actually that's that's where the um, the hype comes in. So it's not necessarily yeah. about the circuit itself. Because, like, I mean, you, you've got two of the two of the oldest companies out there. You have Boss and you've got Solar Sound, and they're like pairing up and working together. Yeah, it's unprecedented. But, it's unprecedented. Yeah, but it was quite special. And also, you've got the the reliability of of Boss going into you know i've had so many boutique pedals come through um and most of them are amazing but some of them are just jank yeah um, yeah it's i mean there's a there's, you, you, know, you run the I'd risk rather, uh, yeah i'd rather let boss make it um and if something's wrong with it i can turn around to boss and go hey fuck this you know and, and I, mean, I i'll give I could a play. you could do that free as well i could no. do that guilt-free if I'm doing that with, if you were a, a, a small bed, a pedal builder, yeah, and my pedal breaks, I'm going to feel guilty about turning around and asking you to fix it. But uh, I, look, I arguably, you could you could do you could look. It could be easier to do that with a a small company that would be with Boss, because you, you're having direct contact with that person. Yeah. Yeah, if so, if if it was a case of like not having direct contact with boss and these sort of things, then you would probably have done it through the shop, and then they would have direct contact with boss. Yeah, but then that adds, oh, we've got to send the thing back to boss to get them to repair it to bring it back to you. Blah 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 blah, and it could then end up being, oh, boss have decided that it's beyond economical repair. Here's your refund, yeah. rather than. Um, and this is kind of like where the scalping thing kind of makes little sense because you're losing that relationship with the company. So if you bought one of these JHS boosts and it went wrong, um, can you then turn around to JHS and get them to fix it if you didn't buy it from them direct? Are you paying more for less, basically? I mean, it's like a $100 boost, isn't it? Like, it's, it's hard. I mean, it's a lot of money for a boost, like in my eyes, but... In terms of like the pedal market as it is at the moment, it's not a great deal at all. No, I think I think it's irresponsible. Um, I think it's irresponsible unless there's a very good reason for it. Release as a big company that knows they have a following, it's irresponsible to release something like that because you know that people are going to start putting themselves way out of pocket for something silly, like a little boost that you can get anywhere like you say everyone makes a boost if they don't make a boost they could make a boost for you if you ask they could do it in their lunch break um and just putting it out there for limited times i don't get it when it comes down to artwork and stuff like this like if you've done some like special artwork with an artist or you've done some special artwork with someone else then it's a little bit different if the actual pedal is still available with different uh, like the, on it. Yeah, like the um the MXR phase ninety and it was a yeah. carbon copy as well, weren't they? With like the specific art, like it was a London art um yeah. design, it? Loads of loads of companies have done them, like Keeley have done them, um, done quite a lot of that. Um 
but yeah it's that's not unusual and limited runs for art is a different thing to limited art uh, limited runs for circuits when they're easily easy to be made yeah and i think i think this is where we throw throw it to the um the listener to to answer this question there because we're we're going around in circles a little bit and we've we've kind of put out put out our stances on it um so are limited runs from big companies irresponsible that is the question. We'll put the poll in the uh, in the podcast group. So go there, check it out, have your say, and and throw down in the comments below why why you think that's the case. If you think it is the responsibility of the the company, or if you think if you think the responsibility falls on the people who are doing actually doing the uh, the scalping. And you know what? If if there's a, a good enough conversation to be had, I won't make a video about it because it's. I think it's important to, uh, to have it said. Yeah, it's a it's a meaty topic, isn't it? And I think it's yeah. it's something we need to to talk about as a as a community, isn't it? Because it mm. it pisses people off. It really does. I, I just get so upset seeing people being upset because they can't get their hands on a pedal because scalpers have bought it, and then seeing that it's just a boost. <laughs> I just I think... feel sorry for these people because they're like, oh, I really like this brand and I want to buy everything they got. And, and it's like, well, look, they have another boost. Go and buy that one. Oh, but I really want this one because it's white and red. It's, it's... I feel sorry for them. <laughs> okay. And, you know, okay. It's, we have a responsibility to address it. Okay. Let's do some news anyway, Lee. We've got, got about 15 minutes. We've got a, We've got three... Two and a half uh, <laughs> bits of bits of news. Bits of news. Okay, so first bit of news: the Moxie Drive by OnePlus. It's it's a couple of weeks old now, but we didn't mention it when it was released. So, what is the Moxie? Ali, what are we saying? Uh, uh, it's a uh, TS10. So, um, what, one so better than the TS9. Yeah, some hundreds uh, I mean, worse than the TS eight oh eight. I have a um, a TS ten. I have a TS nine. Probably, I mean, who doesn't have a TS nine? Um, and they are the same. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all two screamers are the same. Um, They're not. Uh, Look, a TS eight oh eight and a TS nine have got very very different characteristics. I mean, they're the same. I mean, they do like they serve a similar function, but they do not do the same thing at all. The TS9 I, I, is like think... more mid-focus, more compressed, more drive. The 808 is more open. It's got more of that clean blend, perceivably in the tone. It doesn't look the same. <laughs> I think Brian Wampler did a, a video where he had. Like a breadboard of both the eight oh eight and the nine together, and he showed that it there was there was differences. Uh, he did one where um, he did it on chips, where he was like uh, oh, yeah, yeah. A, a thing, and he just changed in and out loads and loads of chips, and it made like little to no difference. It was brilliant. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like this is based on the uh, TS ten, uh, who famously used by John Sukdick <coughs> Mayer, and. Um, <laughs> It's 
yeah, you know, you've got your three knobs on it, you've got a fat switch on there, and you've got a voice switch, which probably makes it sound like any other tube screamer, and then it comes back to being a TS10. It's cool because it's in the little box, the same as the Rat's Bane. And do you know what? If you want a little tube screamer for your board to make your metal tones sound like nice and tidy, this is the pedal to get. Yeah, get the I uh, think it's really good. Mini. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'd rather go for this because it looks better. It's got like like a minotaur on it that's smoking a, a pipe. You know? <laughs> well, of course, of course. Yeah, so I think the 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 big sell behind it and the the push behind why it's why it's different is it's based on the ten and not the nine and the eight. Uh, sorry, the eight oh eight. But it's also got yeah. that that functionality that you get with um with Wampler pedals where it's it's multifunction. There's like the the fat switch and the the um the mid characteristic voice switch as well which is pretty uh pretty interesting at the end of the day it is wampler bringing out a cheap screamer though which is a little I, I know they know we all know it's kind of like another cheap screamer on the block and it's like yeah, they know it's not their most exciting release. They're not going to turn around and say it's as exciting as the metaverse and this, like the other. Yeah, but it's pretty, it's pretty cool. You know, I, I, I was more excited about the the rats bane because I really like rats. But there are a load. There's probably almost as many yeah rat rats yeah as there are tube screamers nowadays. Yeah, and I think like in terms of pedals, you look. You'd buy a metaverse once in a blue moon, whereas the the common things that are exchanging hands are drive pedals, and especially tube screamer clones, Marshall in a box kind of rat style stuff, and fuzzies. But you know what? TS tens are expensive now. They are. They are. Yes, definitely. Mm. So you know, if you want a TS ten and you want it made by someone who's competent like Brian, then there you go. Yeah, I mean, there's that way of thinking about it, definitely. Um, like he, his stuff is largely quality, and who are we to argue with that? But again, it is, it's a, it's a tube screamer. But mm. are we are we being too harsh? Are we being too harsh? I, mean, I don't think we're being harsh. I think I, I, I'm not being harsh. I, I I'm actually tempted to get one because, uh, yeah. mind you, I wish they did a clone pedal. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, you know the tumblers is fantastic. They, yeah. So they've got their mini little clon. They've got their mini little uh, rats. They've got now they've got their mini little uh, tube screamer. What else do they need? I mean, but didn't the fuzz. like weren't the clocks there a um, tube screamer variant as well? Or was that? It like... was, but it wasn't small like this, was it? No, I mean they they could have locked on the clock style mini though, couldn't they? But they've got a few in the, the mini now, haven't they? They've got the mini ego as well. Yeah, I've got yeah. that. I think, or I had that. Sure. Yeah, so, it, was, so, it was good. So they've got they they've got it in a number of uh, number of enclosures now. Mm. Final bit of news. Final bit of news is Kemper um, are bringing out. So they had that Kemper cabinet that was with a K, which is ugh, <laughs> just ugh. Cabinet. Mortal cabinet. Yeah, exactly. It's that, isn't it? Mortal combat. Um, so they've bought out a version, or they're bringing out a version, 
which has got a neodymium speaker. So it's the uh, Cone Neo 12-inch speaker. Yeah, it's lighter. Yeah, like immensely lighter. Um, so it's the standard same kind of thing with the Kemper cabinet, which is like 19 different preset-ed, uh, preset cabinet. Presetted. Presetted cabinet responses. But you can also... Um, turn those off and run the cab sims in your whatever unit going through this this full range neodymium speaker. Uh, in the, and because it's a neo speaker as well, it feels like a solid state, um, solid state amp. It's just really, really light. Man, some of the heaviest amps I've ever carried are solid state amps. Also, some of the lightest I've ever carried. Have been solid state amps. Yeah, um, yeah, it, it sounds good. I, I was, uh, I invited our friend uh, Ignatio from Jensen into the conversation, and um, yeah, he had a lot to say about it, which I knew he would. Um, uh, Italians are like that. <laughs> wow, <Yeah. laughs> I love it. Ignatio. He's so so cool. He's um, so knowledgeable immensely knowledgeable about all things um all things speakers and yeah i had a conversation with him about neodymium speakers about four years ago at dinner once um and so i I asked him like you know how's things going now with it and he said that um the, the technology is like gone forward leaps and bounds yeah. So when they first came out, it, you know, the, the difference was really, really harsh because they were trying to make them sound like um, just normal, like Celestians and Jensen speakers. Um, and what they realised is actually they're much closer to what was he said, uh, much closer to ceramic and El Nico, I think it was um, speakers. Okay. So when so now they try and voice them to sound more in that sort of direction, they're actually sounding really, really good. Um, and he, he linked us to a video where um, Mad Professor, one of their cabs, they'd uh, put it as a one by 12, which was it a one by 12? I think it was one by 12. It was definitely a, a one speaker cab. They put up against a Marshall four by 12. And, uh, you know, it was ported, so it had a bit more bass response, but it wasn't as good as a 4x12, but it weren't far off. Yeah. And this was a neodymium thing that you could, like, chuck around and stuff. It was there. <laughs> yeah. Because that's where all the weight is in the magnets, isn't it? You're carrying basically, like, kilograms and kilograms worth of, uh, like, big, yeah, big ferrous magnets on the um, on the back. Mm-hmm. Or ceramic ceramic magnets on the back that are just yeah. just weighty so yeah there is a I, yeah. I, I had a lot of um a lot of feedback on uh on my instagram and on my facebook channels um about neodymium magnets because I, I posted this up and just asking if anyone had tried like neo magnets and there was a resounding um resounding response from people who played neodymiums and and they're just saying, yeah, I, I, I played them, and they the, the sound is comparable, but the the weight, like the the weight that you save on it, 
it just means that I can gig a tube amp still rather than having to move down to um move down to uh solid state or um like modeling there's nothing that and there's nothing saying that you can't do can't do both now because we've got the Kemper option of having a neo magnet you could have a super super lightweight lightweight rig because oh, I, I could buy one of these Kemper cabinets and take my stump to a gig and there'd be hardly any weight. The heaviest thing I'd be carrying is my guitar gig bag then. I wonder what you were going to say then. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, come yeah. on. I mean, you could get an aluminium guitar, maybe. <laughs> They're heavy as balls, they are. Yeah, do you know what? I've got one in a box over there, actually. And you're not wrong. It's fucking like hollow body aluminium guitar, and it is actually fucking heavy. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's, what, it's... a carbon fiber guitar, maybe. Oh, that's basically the uh, the Parkers, isn't it? Oh, uh, the Parker Flies. Yeah, yeah. They look, Half of their body and the neck is carbon fiber reinforced. Very stable. Oh, yeah, yeah, completely. They, they are. Incredibly stable. They look in like on paper they are like the perfect perfect instrument because they like they stay in tune they render um like temperatures and and weather changes completely useless and there's a video of the guy uh who makes the parker flies like standing on the neck like putting it between two chairs and just standing on the neck and it's like just taking his weight yeah i used to hate the look of them but now i really like them I, mean, I keep seeing like adverts for them. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do like different looking gear, you know, like the Strandbergs and stuff. Yeah, I think, yeah. They, I mean, they've got like a quite a modern look, ironically, considering that <laughs> they're probably like what twenty, thirty year old now. Yeah, yeah. But like in comparison to like the Strat and the Tele and whatnot, they're, they're relatively new, but. I, I don't know. Like they they don't come in um, configurations that I tend to use. They tend to be dual humbuckers with a a trem system, and that's not 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 really me. Hmm. So I don't know. I don't know. Yes. So neodymiums. Uh, if they are sounding as good as Ignacio says, and I've got no reason to disbelieve him because uh, the the man knows more about speakers than I will ever know. Yeah. Um, then yeah, I I would say if Kemper have done a good job on this, then which I'm sure they have, it's Kemper. Then yeah, cool. Get one. How um, much are they? Uh, I don't know. I didn't search. I didn't search that. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. Is man it... Google shit on the podcast? Ah uh, yeah, it's about the time I get that, isn't it? Here we go, three hundred and thirty-seven pounds ninety-five. I mean, that's not a lot. Is it a single speaker? Or is it? So the individual cones cost uh, one hundred and twenty-eight quid, and a four-twelve set is uh, three hundred thirty-seven. So you could you could get uh, like an individual cone, um, and. Plonk it in a in a pre-existing cab for 128 quid. That's not bad, is it? Mm. That's not bad. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll 
be nice if they made like a tuba tour. I wouldn't once. I'd want it in like a Zilla cab. <laughs> but yeah, I suppose you could do that. Um, Indeed. Yeah. And, and do these ones model? Uh, this Does this model different cabs then? The, uh, the Kemper cabinet does. Yeah. The yeah. speaker itself is just a speaker. Yeah. Okay. So that's our podcast, I, I think. I'm going to give a shout out to our Patreon backers, as we usually do. I'm going to give a shout out to the people who have made it this far. You are amazing. Keep keep up the good work. Extra special shout out to the Patreon backers because you pay us to do this. So, yeah, you're really cool. Like uh, all of our Patreon backers are really cool people. I'm I'm happy with the people we got, um, and they are as follows. We've got Mr. Andrew Bimson. Congratulations on your performance, by the way. He. Uh, he recently did a performance of a song yes. in a different language. Uh, and it, it sounded pretty tuneful, so congrats on that. We've got Mr. Adam Yeomans of Chef Tone Effects. Official now, official. Yeah. Um, we have got Mr. Doug Christ of 37 Effects, of Masters of the Cinematic Universe and of the Just Surprise Me podcast. We've got Mr. Hugh G-Rection. We have got Mr. Ben Fletcher of Fletcher Pickups. And we've got Mr. Brian Gower of the Tone Jerks podcast and the Second Button podcast. And occasionally the Just Surprise Me podcast as well. If you want to catch me online, I'm Mr. Budget Pedal Chip. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. YouTube is the home to the No Talk or Tone series. So that is youtube.com slash budget pedal chap. Lee, where can we find you? Just a fool. I think Andy and Hugh Direction should start a pedal company because everyone else has got one. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe. Maybe they could team up together. Yeah. Andy Rection. <laughs> Andy teaming up with his Hugh Direction. That's it. <laughs> I'm sure it wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> hey, hey. Um, yeah. Uh, where can you find me? Um on Sweden. To Doom on, on, in Sweden. <laughs> you can find us on Facebook group Pedalboards of Doom. That's Facebook hyphen slash Pedalboards of Doom. And then you can find us on YouTube. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us. Can they find us anywhere else? I don't know. But there's like there's some massive things going on. Uh, over at Insta, Insta's like popping now. It's really getting, getting going because uh, our Josh is taking hold of that one. Yeah, of course you can find us on uh, uh, doing with things over at Timepedia. Um, I also work a lot now with Unlog Alien, which is uh, which are who are a great, great pedal company, one of the best pedal companies out there, and that's why you know work, I'm working with them because I only like working with people who are you know, make really good stuff. Um, and yeah, go and check out their stuff. Go and check out what we do over at Tonepedia. And if you've got any questions about pedals, don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> Am I? No truer word has been spoken. Right. So, from myself, Mister Budget Pedal Chap, from Lee, Padabada Babada Babada Do. Say, It will be a tatty boy and good night for this week. Turn out a bit.
Did you hear the one about the guy who fell into the upholstery machine? No, I did not hear the one about the guy who fell into the upholstery machine. He's now recovered. Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. 